Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Hurricane Rennie was back. Tom Rennie joined us. Uh, we did a whistle-stop tour of the Premier League weekend. He was as contentious as always. We uh, also um, chatted to Rupert Bell. Had a little cameo in the Premier League weekend, didn't he? Yeah, and a little bit of a villa chat, but it was great to see Rupert live like that. Yeah, that's and he's live. <laughs> uh, and we had some Clips of the Week pewter for you. We had a conversation about various things. Here it all is. <laughs> Seven minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Yes, you mentioned Rupert Bell there, and of course, yeah, we saw him. He, the cameras cut to him when Villa scored the equaliser. They, they found him. They found they? him. And the, the reason they did that is because Prince William wasn't there, and they uh, like to cut to somebody posh. They do. He was the poshest other person in the ground. <laughs> He's the second poshest <laughs> Aston Villa fan. Is that true? Uh, I would imagine so, yeah. Yeah. Well, Prince George is posher than him. That's true, yeah. In the, in the third. In the lineage. And if you know of any posher. Aston Villa fans and Rupert Bell will put them to him. We'll look at his poshness against theirs. We'll have a posh off. <laughs> um, and let's hear it for the most mislabeled person in sporting history. Yes, it's ECB performance director Mo Bobat. What performance? <laughs> I could do that job. That's ridiculous. Oh, I could do that job. Of course job. I could. Give it me. Give yeah. it Andy Jacobs to the end of the ashes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, never mind Blue Monday. I'll tell you what I find depressing. £310 million worth of misfiring forward talent. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe Chelsea's forward players. I can't decide what's worse. Our batting, England's batting or Chelsea's forward players. Wow, OK. All of them are, are off. Can we not... to Adrian, that, that pass from Ziyech. Can we not open with Lukaku and Havertz? <laughs> <laughs> and then just <laughs> see how Rory Burns gets on up front for Chelsea. Couldn't with be worse. With that hair, you think you've got Andy Carroll. <laughs> It's something Honestly. about, I mean, helmet hair. All that long hair under That's under the helmet did look a bit strange, didn't it? Yeah. Honestly, it was all at the didn't end. Change his luck either, particularly. Did no, it? it didn't at all, really. Well, he had a little bit of luck, but in the end, it had to go. I mean, yeah. the thing was, I was, I woke up. I think a lot of people did this. And well, I thought, That's a good start. Well, I woke up yesterday morning, and it was sixty-eight <laughs> for no. Because you keep checking, you just you know, know, you, you know, can't help it. You can't help it. You know, it's, so you know check, it's futile. Sixty-eight for no. You're thinking, blimey, I only need two hundred to win. This is we could be on. It's on. So you start watching, and because of me. Immediately, I start watching Burns gets out, and then uh, I can't remember if it was Crawley. Somebody else got out, and I just sent John a text saying 130 all out. I was generous. You were. It was a shocker, wasn't it? How it complete. I I actually popped out the front door for a matter of seconds and came back and two wickets had fallen. <laughs> I got something out of the car. It was that sort of day, wasn't it? The shots they were playing at the end. I mean, look, you're thinking, well, we're not sticking around here, but there was no attempt to. It's like the end of a T20. So poor. Mad. Anyway, Mo and Ali will join us. He's fully aware that things need to change. Everybody's aware that things need to change. But how? How are you going to start fitting in all the hmm. things that they want to happen to make sure that we can be competitive in an Ashes series? John Etheridge says get rid of the 100, but he knows they're not going to do that. No, of course not. <laughs> um, the other danger is, of course, they come here and they beat us. Then it might shot, you know, sharpen yeah. a few minds well, might I mean, in 18 months' think, time. We'll yeah, we'll I see. think they probably will, won't they? You know. Well, based on the way things are at the moment, um, anyway, we will be chatting to Mourinho The league's definitely over, isn't it? I mean, you might as well, I, I've decided you might as well give City the trophy in, in August and we can all go home. It's not worth bothering, is it, really? I mean, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's, they're just killing the league. They're just too good. They are too they're, good. They're killing the league. Shame on you, Pep Guardiola, for being too good. I wish he was a bit more smug about it, though. 
<laughs> tremendous. I think you're maybe reading a bit too much into that. It was a great, it was a great goal, wasn't it? And we're going to be talking about it. it was a cracking goal. You well, think, are you, are you saying Mendy would have no, saved that? You're I think he would. Kepper, that's Kepper's weakness. Kepper played all right, and he has been playing better this yeah. season. But as they pointed out, he, his weight was on the <clears> wrong <throat> foot. <throat> then when he goes to dive, he's never got that long enough wingspan. Yeah. His shots from outside the box are definitely. You need his a weakness. goalkeeper with longer arms. Is that what it is? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, did you see that? I enjoyed the United Villa game, but there was a very yeah, odd good, moment. Yeah. I was watching it on main event, Sky Sports main event. Yeah. And then in injury time, about four months ago, it went off, and so immediately switched to. You know, got, Sky Sports on. Premier League, yeah. which is fine. And in the end, Dave Jones apologised to people and saying, oh, well, if you missed it, you think, who would have missed it? Well, you can't go from 401 <laughs> to 402. Surely people could why do did, that. Why did they go off? Where did they go to? On the, on uh, the they bus? just went to a break. I think it was running late and it, oh, the break right. got triggered, I think, automatically oh, by mistake or something. I'm not a technical expert. but Well, there may be some people out there that don't realise it was on another channel. I mean, who knows? Well, who? Yeah, well, I, I don't <laughs> I know. Don't know any, really. They might call up now. Who knows? <laughs> so anyway... <clears throat> Something to get you going on this afternoon um, is um, a pitcher called Clay Holmes. Um, he has joined um, uh, the New York Yankees. Oh, yeah. And if you're a Yankee, you can't have a beard. He's had a oh, beard. I've heard that before, yeah. Yes. It was all started by George Steinbrenner, a man who became fairly infamous, the owner mm. in Seinfeld, of yeah, course. he did, yeah. But with the voice of... It's Larry David's voice, isn't it, playing him? How is it? Okay. In it, that's right. But, mm. um, yeah, Steinbrenner decided that, he, that the players looked scruffy with beards and he didn't want any Yankees players with uh, beards and he thought it sent the wrong message. So that still stands. A lot of people have been pushing back on it, saying, come on, you know, it's 2022, for Absolutely. goodness sake. And they haven't won the World Series for years. No, so they've... But he's done it. He's had to stay in line and uh, get rid of the beard. So we were just interested. I mean, it's, you know, it's pretty rare that you're told what to look like in mm. sport, isn't it? You know, get your hair cut. Rory Burns. Yeah, get your hair cut, <laughs> Rory Burns. But, um, Dave, you were asked, maybe work-wise, to change your appearance in, what, in whatever mm. circumstances, as that's been the springboard today. The beard, the hair, whatever it was, the clothes... And in what circumstances? Do let us know this afternoon. Talksport.com forward slash H and J. You can text to 81089. Tweet yeah. to T S H and J. I'm still angry about that game yesterday. That should <clears throat> never ever we're gonna talk about it later, but it should are. never ever have been called off that game. It's absolutely the integrity of the league for me is gone. And it's, it's just it's ridiculous that some teams, you know, Arsenal are arguing that their players are in the red zone when other teams like Chelsea and, and Wolves and Leeds have had players get injured because they've had to play every game. Mm. It's ludicrous. This should never have called the game off. No, very interesting stuff from Miguel Delaney. He's dug a bit deeper and and kind of got to some of the true reasons why the story or the uh, the reasons that Arsenal put forward for the postponement. But and, they're uh, not valid. They're not good enough. Well, look, the knock-on effect is going to have for later in the season because you do feel they're able to call off games at the moment, but come mm. sort of April, if they're having to do the same mm. thing for whatever reason... They just won't be able to fit it in. So it is going to skew the integrity of the league because they'll say, well, I'm sorry, you're going to have to play on one leg. There's no way we can I bet they've got it. a decent team out on Thursday, funnily enough. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Time then to reflect on the eight remaining Premier League games that were played and say our next guest, Tom Rennie, was was at West Ham Leeds as a fan and at um, Villa United uh, workings. I mean, two of the best games of the weekend. Tom, good afternoon. Yeah, I don't usually get lucky uh, with the games. I've done my fair share of Burnley (laughs) over the years, so um, I don't apologise for this great weekend. Uh, so let's start with West Ham Leeds and you say you, you woke up in the middle of the night yes. um, seeing Jared Bowen <laughs> chest one uh, over oh. the bar. The thing is, I, I, he'd scored two headed goals and he's obviously that confident at the moment. The last two games, he's thought, I'm sick of heading these. I think I'll chest this one in. <laughs> it was inexplicable, wasn't it? It, it was. was. Incredible. I mean, the worst thing about this is I'm a West Ham fan as well as like working on West Ham games and there's so much credit in the bank now for West Ham, <laughs> yeah. for the manager, for the players, for Jared, who's been tremendous for the yeah. last six, seven weeks and has already scored in that game. So I can't even get as annoyed as I used to. If I came on here two and a half years ago, I could go, he's useless, he's rubbish, get him out, sack the board, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But you can't do that now because everyone's done such a good job for like 18 months. I can't even get that annoyed. But last night, about three in the morning, I just thought, sort of woke up in the night thinking, I can't believe. Yeah. I can't believe. I just can't believe it. My wife's like, what's the matter with you? Thinking I've got a serious health problem. <laughs> just go back to sleep, love. I apologise. It's not worth your time. You've got work in the morning. Just go back to sleep. But... I can't believe he missed it. I can't believe he didn't try to head it. And I don't recall him ever chesting one in. No. You know, like <laughs> yeah. Firmino's trick is the no-look shot or Balotelli did the shoulder one that time. If it's your thing, I think, okay, try your thing. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen you do it. Thing. The yes. Bowen chest. Things are going so yeah. well now. It's uh, the Bowen chest. I don't know. It, it was... was an odd game, though, Tom, but in as much as every time West Ham equalised, you thought... They're going to win this game. Yeah. And it was really odd. And, you know, it was surprising, really, that I suppose they could have got a draw out of it. But then I thought Leeds were very unlucky with that offside goal. Yeah. How was Rodrigo interfering with Well, he touches play? the ball. That's the trouble. He's not he's interfering, not interfering with play. play, is well, it? No, he's him. not. If it didn't hit him, it counts. Yeah. But the fact it hits him is the trouble. It, it was a bit stupid. I think it should have counted. But... Um, you know, for some reason, I think they, they, they don't like Leeds down that end with offsides. A week ago, it was the whole Boeing was definitely offside, but they didn't give it. I don't know what the issue is there. But look, it's, it's worth saying, first of all, that Leeds were just terrific. Yeah, very Like, good. terrific. I've seen them a few times in, in, in recent weeks and recent months. I went to the Tottenham game fairly recently, and they played well, but suddenly there's no reinforcement. No one else can come back in. And, and in this game, there was a 15-year-old on the bench. who didn't come on, but that shows you where they are. Yeah. Yeah. But they look fitter, fresher, sharper. But they couldn't get their sharper. game called off, but Arsenal could. What sense does well, that the fact that um, the, the Arsenal-Leeds game a couple of weeks ago went ahead, considering the situation Leeds were in that point, you can see why they're frustrated about it. But you know what? You've not really heard them moan about it one time. You know, they might reference the fact it's happening, but they've not really complained about it at all. And, and that's to their credit. They were sharper. They were better. Jack Hatrickson was brilliant. All of his goals, <laughs> yeah. each one of them Rafi- different. Rafinha's great. He's, he's plus. a delight. But he's the, great. The, you know, I don't want to say this because Leeds fans will scream at their radio and they're absolutely right to do so because you can't moan about this when you play Leeds. But West Ham had key players missing, which cost them the game. Mainly the defence. It's a Diop. God love him. God bless him. I know Mourinho once called him a monster, but we know Mourinho's judgment's long since gone. Um, he's the fourth choice centre-half at West Ham for a reason. For that disallowed goal, the way he defends against Rafinha, that's schoolboy stuff. Like, mm. he tries to, like, nick the ball off his toes and Rafinha's desperate to go on the outside. The pass into Vlasic for what was the hat-trick goal. Like, awful defensive performance. Cresswell looked like he played a game on Wednesday and he's playing again, having been out for two months. You know, that was an issue. Mm. Sufal was awful. No Socek as well. Who's so crucial yeah. to everything they do, but look, Leeds say, are better in every at, department. You look at the big players that Leeds are missing at the moment. Exactly right. And, you you know, can't. In the yeah. same that's boat. the reason they but lost. Look, but I was, you know, I was saying yeah. Rafinha's weight of pass compared to Ziyech. Oh. <laughs> that one on Saturday was just. I still can't get over it. All he had to do was pass it five yards, and he hit thirty-five yards. <laughs> why is Ziyech starting that game? Oh, I, why, well, is, why is he even? There are some players who just don't suit this league, and it, you know. 
journalists, you know, Andy Brassel comes on this programme and Kevin Hatchard, and really great people that know European football, and I think sometimes they take this as an insult, but I don't think it is. Some people are not suited to the Premier League, and, and Hakim Ziyech might be amazing in the Eredivisie, he'll be incredible out in Italy, he'll be great in Spain. You know, maybe he's more technically gifted, but this league does not suit him. And I was staggered in the Chelsea game to see Mason Mount on the bench, Staggered to see ZX starting. There are legitimate issues at Chelsea being the wing-backs. Marcus Alonso, Thomas Tuchel spends his entire game screaming at Alonso for not being Ben Chilwell. But there's nothing else he can do about <laughs> well, that. They could have signed Luca Dinia. Well, they, they should have done. Yeah, they, they could have done. As, but as he was a terrible talking, person. But as talking, we're talking about that game, maybe we should stick with it now. <laughs> what, the Chelsea game? I was just going <laughs> to... <laughs> anyway, you want, guys. Anyway, you want. I watched the ball, about... so you didn't have to. But Come I was going to say, talk, if you want to link to the Villa game, talking of people who do like playing in the Premier League, and yeah. the Premier League does suit, and that's Coutinho. Because yeah. obviously, since he left the Premier League, he hasn't done anything. Comes back into the Premier League, he looks fantastic. <laughs> yeah, he did. I mean, that was an incredible game of football. I thought they were right. You know, a lot of people have already got the knives out for Ralph Rangnick, but that first 45 minutes, they were very, very good. The press was good. The football was good. The incisive passing was, was good. And they, they probably should have scored a couple of goals. I thought Alanga was really good over on the left-hand side. But that even brings into question why they have 5,000 left-wingers. Mm. Why they spent £75 million on another left-winger who came on and wasn't as good as the teenager they already had. But, you know, we can park that for today. But the way... I love the way Gerard was like at half-time. Um, I told them players a few home truths at half-time. You know, proper old-school management stuff. Mm. I'm sure it was more technical than that. But I love the idea of him screaming at them Neil Warnock style yeah. for a few minutes <laughs> to get that second-half performance. Coutinho came on and you can see that... You know, he was once the third most expensive player in the world. Technically incredibly gifted. Uh, but I don't think he'll play 90 minutes week in, week out in the Premier League at this stage of his career. But him and Chukwameka and Jacob Ramsey, the link-up play was fantastic. The attitude was fantastic. The nimble footwork was fantastic. And, you know, they just... Attacking the whole end under Steven Gerrard with Coutinho coming on for the last 20, that is a fearful prospect for any team in the Premier League. And it's no surprise Man United crumbled uh, under that, under that weight of game. pressure. They yes. gave, they gave United two goals. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But again, it's, not, it's a bit like the West Ham situation with Martinez in that he's got so much credit in the bank, I think you can't, you can't give him too much grief about the mistake that he made for that first goal because he has saved them so many times. It was a bad handling error yeah. from a very, very good goalkeeper. I loved him celebrating at the other end uh, when Coutinho scored that equalising goal, I thought that was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. There's something going on at Aston Villa. As you know, I didn't think the Dean Smith sacking was a, a particularly right thing to do. I think Dean Smith is still a good manager, as we saw at the weekend at, for, for Norwich. But, you know, Stephen Gerrard has come in and they want to play for him. And sometimes that is what matters. Do you want to play for this guy? And if not, you know, you're Rafa Benitez. Yeah. <laughs> United yeah. were nice better, football. though, weren't they? they yes. They were better. They, they were played, better. Played better football. They were at it a lot the, more. This week's a massive week for Man United. Brentford mm. on Wednesday yeah. and then West Ham at the weekend monumental week for them in terms of, of, of top four qualification. Win those two games, play well in one of those two games as well. You know, West Ham will have more of their better players back by the weekend too. Massive, massive game of football that's going to be. Um, I, I, I think we can get Sancho, though. I, I know he's a good player. I know he did well in Dortmund. But personally, me personally, I've never seen him play well. No, I agree. Either for England or Manchester United. And I haven't seen every I've seen game he's play played. play well for Dortmund. Yes. I watch Dortmund yeah. every week. But when no, I, no, I know he played well. He was I'm, not, I'm not disputing yeah. that. But I'm just saying, me personally, when I've watched him, I've just gone... But it goes back to our Ziyech conversation of a couple of minutes ago. Sometimes certain players don't fit at certain clubs at certain times. They did not need another left winger. It wasn't as if, you know, West Ham need a striker, so a striker comes in and he'll play every game, right? Yeah. That's what will happen right now. Um, Spurs need a centre-half, buy a centre-half, they're going to play every game, etc., etc. For Man United, there's Alanga, there's Greenwood, there's Rashford, there's Jesse Lingard, who got a pitiful 90 seconds again this weekend against Villa. There's several others who can play there, and they don't have to play that formation. Rangnick doesn't want to play that formation. So why did he go there? What was the rationale? Apart from following the Alex Song model when he went to Barcelona, I'll be a millionaire? What car will I drive? <laughs> Apart from that reason, there is no reason for him to have done it. Great line, though. Let's quickly have a look at Liverpool. Uh, Brentford. Uh, mm. Liverpool made hard work of it until they got the first goal, uh, and then you know they, they managed to sort of see it through but yeah. a bit of a nervy performance I mean you kind of sense that there seemed to be I mean, a, seven a, goals conceded by Brentford in, in yeah. the week and you know it, the obvious thing to say is you know they're, they're, miss, they're missing they're missing Salah and Mark, yeah. they? it's yes. pretty straightforward Who pretty clear it? yeah exactly yeah I mean decent fixture to get of yeah. the what three they're going to have without, without Salah and Mane maximum but you know, Brentford were always going to bloody your nose. They were always going to be in it. If Tony's shot goes in at nil-nil, it's a different game. And Boomer had a great chance in the second half. You know, that would have made things different. But what happens in these games more often than not, certainly with Liverpool more than any other team that you see, 
is that they overcome over time. The longer the game goes on, mm. they get stronger and stronger. Look at the intensity of Jordan Henderson in that last like 25 minutes. Compare that to what Brentford were able to do. And that's not a criticism of the Brentford players. No one is able to really cope with Liverpool when they make that step up and they keep on going. And Brentford are in it, they're in it, they're in it. They start to fade and Liverpool keep it there. Mm. And, and that explains the, the second goal and it explains the third goal when Brentford were just looking at train times. Like, we're done now. We've lost 2-0. We're all happy. And yeah. then, you know. But Brentford, I hate the transfer window. I hate the transfer gossip. I hate the whole thing. Make it a day and just tell us who you signed. Do it on January 1st. Fernandez in goal. They're, they're going to struggle with this goalkeeper. Yeah. Perfectly acceptable backup. Come in for your League Cup games. Come in for, yeah, you know, the last 20 minutes. Keeper like Maddie's David Ray is an exceptional yeah. goalkeeper. Yeah. And to lose him and have no kind of... Maybe it's because they're not in near enough the relegation zone for it to, to, to matter. And they may well be right in that. But the goalkeeper's poor. The injury issues have, have, have been an issue for them all season long. Luckily enough, that great start to the season gets them to a place where look, they're, they're not going down. They're going to be nowhere near it. Uh, Tom Rennie's with us. Uh, we're going to look at Newcastle throwing away yet another lead. Uh, Rafa getting the sack after that Norwich defeat. Um, yeah, that, that free kick by uh, Ward oh. Prowse. Uh, a bit of City mm. Chelsea will squeeze mm. in. That's what we were saying last week, wasn't it, about yeah. Ward Prowse? I That's don't know right. why he doesn't go. James Ward Pyatt, you mean? Yeah, tremendous. Worth, oh. worth signing just for those set pieces. Yeah. And we'll talk Brighton Palace as well on Friday night. That's all to come. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Broadcaster Tom Rennie with us. Uh, we're looking back over the Premier League weekend. Before we uh, move on to Newcastle Watford, Tom, you're telling us that the West Ham Leeds game, you were right next to the oh. away fans. Uh, yes, and I also took my friend who is a Leeds fan oh. uh, because he doesn't get to go to many games. He lives in London. So I was like, well, you know, it'll be a lovely day. And I assumed we would win. Um, but he, he, took, he, he was very, very nice about it. You know, he, he only did a few kind of like quiet fist pumps under the jacket. So he didn't go too wild. Um, but it was, yeah, it was frustrating to say the very least. And the Leeds fans, the amazing thing about West Ham Leeds is that it was almost like the entire ground was kitted out by Stone Island. It was amazing. <laughs> but they must have made a fortune out of these Official games. sponsors of the game. Yeah. There, there is an old breed of fans, isn't there? Away fans that deliberately make sure in that row next to the home yes. fans. And you know, by dint of that, I would imagine home fans that deliberately get their season tickets in that row. That's where the atmosphere is, though. That's, oh, yeah. the, that's the best little in bit. The West Lower is quite good. You don't watch the game. You watch oh, through, a, through a bloke's yellow jacket. Mm. Um, you watch the other fans, and then you often point out one fan. You stand there, kind of baiting each other. Yes. So they don't. They miss I'm always every very goal. tough when the person I hate is on the other side of a very busy highway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always very tough in that scenario. I mean, I have I have done that. I do, it was enjoyable. I, I won't tell you what game because I'm technically banned from the stadium. But uh, it was a fantastic time when I actually did get to do it. Um, but I've no idea what the score was or who played or anything like that. So I wouldn't do it on a regular basis. But yeah. you've got to blow off your steam somewhere in a place where I definitely can't get punched. That's a double whammy win for me. <laughs> Let's move on to Newcastle-Watford then. Again, the, the, the main story is Newcastle throwing away a lead. It was a huge point as well for uh, Watford. It still might not be enough mm. the way things no are No one's going. out of it though, so a draw wasn't the worst. No. You're know, still in touch. But, you know, I mean, if you look at the transfer rumours today, they're linked with about seven or eight players. Yeah. Um, but what did you make of that one, Tom? Uh, I, I thought that Newcastle should have won convincingly in terms of how much play they had. But creating an actual goal-scoring chance was tough for them. But of course it was. Chris Wilber signed on what, Thursday? And they played the game on Saturday. I'm pleased they tried to cross the ball to him. You know, if you're going to buy Chris Wood, cross him the ball with regularity. Ryan Fraser did that a lot, but for whatever reason, barely played with each other. It didn't quite work out. But as the game went on, you just fancy Watford. And why do you fancy Watford? Because I hope everyone they're linked to, Newcastle, is a centre-half. You know, I think the years we'll be watching Lascelles thinking, is he going to make that step up? And I don't think he's Premier League quality. I think he's the best centre-half in the Championship. Fabian Cher, I don't rate. I know Kieran Clark wasn't there this week, but all the centre-halves are poor. And Paul Dummett came back after his latest long injury absence. Again, good Championship player. Central midfield, John Joe Shelby, doesn't protect you. Joe Linton's change into a number eight is great, but there's still no number six. There's still no sort of number four in front of that back line. They are so open. And I love the way Watford, with Dennis and King uh, and Sissoko, should have scored to make it 1-1 earlier in the game. They drive through you. You know, their defence is reasonably weak, but they have goal-scoring threat. A lot more, I think, than Newcastle. That's why they got something from it. And I was pleased with Gio Pedro as well, who I think in the championship was really good. And I thought... When they came up, when you look at Gio Pedro and he's made a Saar and these kind of guys, they're going to be able to make that step up. Saar's not done it, then he's got injured. And if they can get something out of Pedro with the players that are already doing it, if I'm looking at these two teams now, assuming what Newcastle don't buy anyone in this statement, I would back Watford over Newcastle to stay up. 
It's interesting. There was a great moment. I was thinking of you, Paul, when Vicky Sparks was talked about that Sissoko miss, and she said, a player of his quality will be disappointed not to hit the target. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, no, not really. I had no <laughs> expectation that he was going to no. hit the target whatsoever when he missed that. No, he couldn't hit a cow's backside with a thousand banjos, yeah, could he? No, God bless old, him. Good old Moosa. Got in but a great position. You mentioned the wood there, and a couple of chances he missed one, and then yeah. also their equaliser came when he miscontrolled it. So yeah. You signed that bloke, but... You know, I, st- I still think that is a good signing. I think they made no, intelligent signings and that signings that make sense and I only think it's like the press and people that make their living out of transfer rumours uh, that are like they were going to buy Lewandowski they were going to buy Haaland what's going on they bought Kieran Trippier yeah sensible good right back yeah it's a good they haven't got a good one now they've got a good one yeah. they didn't have a striker now they've got a striker and they've taken the striker off their nearest rivals these are clever signings they might be uh, more expensive than maybe they should be but they're owned by Sort of the Saudi Arabian royal family, though definitely not. Uh, but kind of, right? Yeah. So they're going to have to spend a lot of money to buy the right sort of players. I don't think they should get grief for these signings. They're good signings. So we've got Norwich Everton. We're going to talk Everton later on in a bit more uh, detail. But um, yeah, a, a huge, huge for Norwich. Yeah. And um, I mean, it's it's always going to cost you a job if you lose to Norwich. Yes, doesn't matter who you are. I think Pep could even get the sack if he lost to Norwich. <laughs> agreed. Absolutely agreed. Um, no way back from that. Look, on. I know you're going to do it a lot later, but I, I watched. Everton against Wolves I think start of November mid-November and and they were utterly atrocious the organisation was terrible the way they played was terrible I know they've had lots of injuries and compared to previous managers and regimes Rafa didn't have a great deal to spend in the summer so there's loads of caveats for why they've been middling to poor across this season but don't hire a manager free tip uh, executives yeah. of clubs don't hire a manager that all the fan base hates yeah. just don't do it it isn't going to work out for you and it was never going to work out well under him. I don't know why they just give him the job yeah I mean you I know. think if, if I think everyone is too scared to sack him so he's always there <laughs> and if he says I'm taking the job who's going to say no I'm certainly not going to but just before Christmas I mean you know you talk about Chelsea losing to City and everything, but that's not the games that cost them drawing with Everton when Everton had no players yeah. Yeah. you know and missed 23 chances you know that's what costs you yes you Absolutely right, and, and and this is the kind of game on the reverse that might save Norwich in the end. Because yeah. I went to the West Ham game on Wednesday, and I thought they were they were pretty pitiful. Mm. But they have this guy Adam Adam Eda, who I'd seen score a hat trick in the FA Cup, where a game I was working on against Preston maybe two years ago. And I thought oh, he's quite good. He looks mm. he looks big. He looks strong. He looks fast. Good finishing. He didn't score a goal again since. Against West Ham on Wednesday, he had the only shot of note that Norwich had from thirty odd yards. Hit the post. Fabianski sort of saved it. Then Dean Smith took him off, and we were a bit like. Why is he taking off their only half-decent player? I don't know if it's a fitness thing. We don't know these things, but it was a bit confusing. Uh, but I thought he sort of ran the game, playing in just behind the striker. Great energy. I mean, he kind of miscontrols the first touch for his goal, but players like that may well make the difference for Norwich City. Players with the right attitude and players that are being improved by their current coach. You, know, you compare that to the nightmare performances of Michael Keane and Mikalenko, who they sold Dean for yeah. uh, at Everton. I mean, wow. You can't judge a man on one bank no, pass, but it's not a great start. No. It wasn't a great start. I mean, you can judge him on all the defending. He got nutmeg yeah. by Josh Sargent at one point. I mean, yeah. that's a sackable offence, along with losing an orange. <laughs> all the excitement, though, is going to be in the running. It's going to be the bottom of the league and yeah. fourth place. Yes, and we all, want, we all want it to be basically Newcastle against Burnley on the final day to stay up, right? That's what we all need. <laughs> We're all, you know, sorry Newcastle and Burnley fans, but us neutrals are desperate for it. I can't wait for it. That's Chris right. Wood hat trick on the final day. We're going to route through the rest of the games. Um, yeah, James Ward Prowse worth signing oh, for the yeah. set pieces alone, the corners, the free I kicks. Thought he's a good signing for Spurs actually. In central, I think he's seemed very happy there. He's a yeah. little no, he to see it. his you career. Know, yeah, there, exactly. He? May you know yeah. get it, Matthew. Maybe I mean, you, even if you could come in and do a couple of sessions on free kicks with Harry Kane, I just pay, I just pay him. Just I mean, pay him to come in. I, I get why everyone has this sort of conversation, but I always hate. He's so good, he could play for somebody else. You yeah. know, it's something that Spurs and West Ham and everyone has had to deal with over the years in, in terms of their players. He, he, he loves it there. He's a, he's a pivotal player for Southampton, and the way he hits free kicks, it was kind of like you know when you used to go over to Park, and he sort of referenced this in his post-match interview, and you'd whack free kick after free kick after free kick, trying to do that Ronaldo thing. Hit the valve, try and hit the valve, and you'd yeah. never hit the valve, and you'd lose about eight balls to the the houses over the back. It was sort of like that. I'm going to give this a whirl here because it wasn't his usual type of free kick, but you know he's hit a few of them in training this week and gone, I'm doing it. And it was brilliant. It was such a sensational free kick. And the way he strikes a dead ball is comparable to anyone who's currently playing or maybe has ever played football. It's an incredible technique that he has. And it was a great goal. But lost in the end to a team in Wolves who I think are in the top four mix. I think they're right, mm. right up there in terms of they don't concede a goal. 
They're, if they can turn these home draws into wins, which they did this weekend, they can overturn that. I think they it's six points. They can do they? it. I their biggest Southampton were worth. I think their biggest problem will be losing Triori's goals and assists. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> the goal well, he did score. He, yes. did, he, he took did, his chance. Yeah. Didn't fall over his own feet, which I was missed. Uh, the sitter ninety expected. seconds before that, but eventually did score. Yeah. I love the in the commentary as well on the TV where it was like, oh, he, he doesn't usually shoot. He's not going to shoot. Oh, he's only scored. Yeah, Everyone yeah. was just baffled by it. it in great. the James Ward Prowse story, there will be that bit of footage where James's mum says, James, come in, it's getting dark. <laughs> Won't be a minute, mum, just one more free kick. <laughs> just got a knock on everyone at number <laughs> 75. Yeah, Try and get me balls back. Here, have a word with your James. That's the fifth ball that's come over my garden. Oh, I'm finding less balls are coming over our garden, Mrs Ward Prowse. Yeah, he, he just got signed for Southampton. He must be getting better at his free kicks. <laughs> the James he Ward could Prowse play for story. a club at a higher level, <laughs> I feel. I can see him. I can see him. He could play a better park than this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, very quickly, we've only got a couple of games to squeeze in. Uh, City, Chelsea, Andy, been we worried about yeah. Chelsea all afternoon. C- uh, have City won the league? Oh, 8 7 1 they have, haven't they? <laughs> yes, of course they've won. No one's going to yeah. touch them, are Of course they, they have. Yeah. I mean, there's a great actual piece in the Irish Times today I read this morning, which it sums up my feelings on City, which is <clears> everyone sort of remembers the champions of their youth with fondness. No one's going to remember City with fondness from, from people that are 11, 12 now. They're a machine. One player drops out, Diaz, another comes in just as good. You've got to make it ugly to win. Chelsea tried. To, and then get a chance for their £100 million pound striker. Yeah. He didn't take it when he I got it. I think if you're a City fan, you'll, you'll remember it with fondness. Yes, <laughs> yes. Maybe I remember not. Newcastle fondly and Man United at times fondly. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Whereas they're just, uh, you know, in the end, Bayern fans who I know wanted Pep out at, at Bayern because it was just boring. They were bored of it in the end. But, quick, you know. Quick one on Brighton Palace, Tom, yes. before we go. Mm. If, if it, again, feels like a million uh, a million miles away. But yeah. another late goal, another draw. Yeah, of I mean, I mean entertaining. Two, two bits on it is that I thought it was actually Palace's worst team performance for about six, seven weeks. They've been playing fantastic. I went to the West Ham game recently and they were superb. But they actually scored maybe their best team goal ever when every player touches mm. the ball and they score that goal yeah. from Conor Gallagher, who was brilliant once again. But Palace weren't at their best and Brighton never give it up. If they only played like that when they were drawing. If you play like that when you're drawing, you might win more games. Yeah. When they're about to lose, they're the most daring team in the world. When they're <laughs> yeah. about to draw, more nappy to consider their journey home. But bit of, uh, for fans of nostalgia too, maybe it's a Will Hughes with a Mick McManus neck lock yeah. <laughs> for the penalty. <laughs> nice, yeah, yeah. And Mopé or Morpai with a bit of Nat Lofthouse on the keeper for the disallowed that's, goal. That's one for the granddads there, yeah. and he just gives <laughs> give us one for the granddads. <laughs> Tom, thank you. Pleasure. We'll catch up with you soon. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. I mentioned earlier really? on that Clay Holmes, who's joined the New York Yankees, had to shave his beard off. He's had it for quite a while, mm. but if you play for the Yankees, you can't have a beard. So he wondered whether you've ever been told to change your appearance. Um, John's been in touch. I once missed out on promotion at work because my footwear that ticked all the criteria was wrong. He's not gone into any more detail than that. What could be wrong about it? Unless he was wearing trainers for the office or something. It might have been. Maybe he was wearing clown shoes. I don't know. They were (laughs) shoes. They just happened to be red with blue dots on them. Uh, I also lost a different job because my voice was too deep. Really? (laughs) What really? was that? Was that really? Was that the <laughs> Joe Pasquale Centre you were working at there? I've got no idea. Thank you, John. Uh, uh, you've got to fill in some of the blanks for us on those stories. Yes, uh, what were the us. jobs? Do let us know. Uh, this is from Stephen. He said, I had a male work colleague who had a ponytail. Management told him to get rid. He went to the union and eventually won his case to keep it the day after he'd cut it off. Was it the PCA, the cricketers? Union? <laughs> yeah. My friend Rory, he left his name <laughs> out of it, obviously, Stephen. But uh, if you've ever mm. found yourself having to change your appearance in a relationship, uh, in a job, whatever it is, much like um, Clay Holmes, of the new, now of the New York Yankees, do let us know, talksport.com forward slash H&J. You can text to 81089 or tweet to TSHJ. Now, our old mate Max Rushton wrote a very nice piece about uh, Cambridge United watching that game yes, from afar. Against Newcastle. And, yeah. uh, and he said, at the start of the article there, he says, I spent the game feverishly tweeting to try and feel involved. I was thinking, you do that every game. <laughs> There's never been a game of football you haven't tweeted feverishly. Yeah, <laughs> that is very true. And uh, I would have said that I was a light sleeper, basically. Just Are you that, a light sleeper? Yeah, so, you know... I, for obvious reasons, I wake a couple of times a night, and you know. Just... <laughs> what do you mean for obvious reasons? Well, obvious, you need you the know. facilities, do you? Well, You're yes, a man obviously. of a certain age. Well, that's right. Yes, you know, as it happens to all of us, it happened to all of you. Well, Don't worry about it. It's not me, just me, exactly. Well, yeah, yes, oh yeah. And uh, about, sorry about this. Friday, Friday night, yes, there was a burglary, an attempted burglary in the building opposite where we live, and they the. The people upstairs saw what was going on, and some people were trying to break out. They were, they actually chopped a whole door down. Wow! And everything. this was seventeen foot, seventeen steps from our 
window. Yeah. I, I went and just, I, how on earth I slept through that? I can't believe it. <laughs> we both did. It's unbelievable. That's amazing, isn't it? But there you go. But if Nothing somebody do chops sport, down the door, it's like it's going back to Mark Mosley, isn't it? <laughs> if, if you don't see it, did it happen? <laughs> well, well he obviously so. did because they called the police there. <laughs> and uh, Emma Raducanu has made an advert sort of poking fun at the comments that Eddie Jones made about her. But you yeah. think... Well, actually, so far, it's been right. But don't worry about it. <laughs> talk about not give someone a chance. Never win another right, game. Talk about... Yeah, Andy has been saying this. Like, she'll never win another game again. It's like having Mike Parry back. So are you prepared to swim the channel if she does win another game? <laughs> well, I hope she does. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> yeah, that's always the game. Well, I hope yeah. she does. I just don't personally think she'll win another game. I'm very much interested in uh, Sainsbury's campaign, which they advertised this morning yeah. to save the planet. Their idea to save the planet is make soup <laughs> this is a cheap and easy way to help well, it, our health and the planet is make a, soup it's a start isn't it well, not really what's that going to do <laughs> I don't know. I've not it? read the piece Andy I'm taking your don't worry about all it. the lights in China and India we're making soup <laughs> <laughs> it's marvellous <laughs> well you can just do your bit that's the key isn't oh it? yes I see yeah very much so yeah. there was an interesting interview uh, <laughs> no it was an interesting I was Jonathan Northcroft written a piece mm. about Delhi Alley and, and the fall of Delhi Alley and his, how much his stock has fallen not in a wood <laughs> no yeah <laughs> no well, if Delhi Alley falls in a wood and you don't see has he fallen over in a wood? And he could have fallen over in St John's Wood. That's where he is. Mike Dean's given a penalty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Dean's given a penalty and he will not be overruled <laughs> by some kid in Stockley Park. Wind your neck in, son, I'm Mike Dean. Uh, no, that, where we started off here was his transfer value. Um, the, the Football Observatory said in December 2017 mm. he was ranked the second most valuable under-21 player after Kylian Mbappe at 150 58.5 million. Wow. That's 2017. Now in January 2022, they've set his valuation at 10.5 million. He's in the 8 to 10 million that bracket. That is incredible, isn't it? I must go to the Football Observatory. Is it like the planetarium? It is great, yeah. You'll sit and look at the ceiling. It's brilliant. You see players come up uh, on the screen. It's a wonderful thing. Anyway, um, oh, yeah, okay. we're going to be chatting to Miguel Delaney very shortly. Interesting piece in The Independent about the cancelling of the North London derby and the the uh, the story uh, behind it and uh, the pitch that was made by Arsenal that the Premier League believe was right and called the game off. We're now in a situation where Burnley, uh, Watford could be off as well. Um, the Premier League are looking at that. It'd be very interesting to see what their reaction is. You know what their reaction is often the case is like this week we are mostly making sure games are being played. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because so Burnley could of... turn up with four kids: Sean Dyche <laughs> and Leighton James, and they'll probably still make John Ketley up yeah. front. <laughs> John You've got enough players. John Ketley up front, Alistair Campbell at the back, and they'll still be made to play because that's the sort of knee-jerk reaction we often get from mm. the Premier League. But I may be doing them a disservice. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. Yes, we've dug out a few more of the Clips of the Week pewter. We bring you the... Mm. A new batch of Clips of the Week every Friday at 3.30. But um, as we've said to you before, a dusty box of old mini discs that were found in a corner somewhere. And uh, we've nothing done... wrong with a bit of recycling. No, that's right. We're just we're being very green here. And these are clips from 2005. They're February, making soup. February 2005. <laughs> Look, they're not the gold uh, that you get at uh, on Christmas Eve. They're pewter. Um, but this is how they are, warts and all, February 2005. Andy, do you want to kick us off? Yes, we begin with Moose on what was clearly a slow news day. FA confirmed Wednesday Cup final is being discussed. Police target soft targets again. And Alan Brazil is on the sports breakfast. <laughs> Not news in itself, really, is it? How old was Moose then? 12? <laughs> Hello, Daddy. <laughs> Is he in here? Uh, although when Mr Brazil got his show underway, it became clear that maybe it really was a very slow news day after all. I went over to um, Thurrock Lakeside mm -hmm. and just did a wander around, just looking, you know, I just thought I had nothing to do, to be honest, so I had a wander around and uh, I wasn't that impressed, to be honest. 22 minutes past seven. <laughs> Could have fleshed that, that one out a bit. Anyway, yeah. over to Mike Parry now, taking a call. Now, Gary, may I ask you a question? Don't yeah. tell me specifically, but what sort of a company do you work for? Because let me tell you what happens here at TalkSport. If we see somebody who's clearly suffering from a cold, they're pretty brave young people, a lot of the people who work here, we send them home. Oh, yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we have a duty of care here at TalkSport. I'm sure if a presenter was ill, they wouldn't do their show. Uh, anyway, here's James Whale. Uh, listen, just before we start tonight, fantastic. You've uh, 
Still got time to get your bids in for this fabulous Sony multimedia uh, laptop. It is the state of the art, high grade, top quality. Um, yeah. uh, <laughs> I think that's when the, the voice James used on RuPaul. But yeah, clearly they asked him to go home, but uh, he, he said he'd rather stick around. Uh, Ian Collins now going to the lines. Let's go to Leicester. This is Dave. Morning, Dave. Hi, Dave. You're Dave? Yes. <laughs> yes. We're yes. not all Dave, are we? <laughs> uh, oh, everybody's yeah. Dave. Uh, this is Tony Cascarino chatting to a guest. Because they think they can spend their money more efficiently on, on players who are fully developed. I think the onus needs well, to be put only... back on the clubs to try and get these players up through the ranks. Well, yeah, yeah they try. They, the clubs have always done that, Pat. But it's like everything. It's, uh, swings and troughs, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. swings and troughs. the roundabouts. Pits and roundabouts. Pits and roundabouts. I was thinking yeah. the other day, though, it suddenly struck me that on the Christmas show, you know, the Christmas Eve show, we didn't do Chief Superintendent. We didn't put Chief Superintendent. I can't believe we didn't put that in. We'll, we'll put it back it in next year. Christmas. And, um, go on, it's is me. It, um, I think it's you. Yeah, go on, yeah. go for it. And here's Graham Beecroft and Anna Brazil saying goodbye to a guest. Okay, okay. thanks. Uh, there you go, Phil Larder. Mm. Dad, I must admit, I don't know too much about Phil mm. Larder. Okay. God, make him feel special. Yeah. <laughs> Don't care. Uh, and this is, a, quite, no, this, this is the corner to Mike Parry now. Uh, talking about uh, one of the great strikers. Yeah. What would Alan Shearer give for anything? That, that, would, that would be the one thing on Shearer's career, Mike, when he, when he does retire. Oh. I mean, he's, he, he has been the best player in the, in the, ever in the Premiership for me. Yeah. But what's he won? Well, Premier League. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> a lot not of caps for England. Not a bad start. <laughs> Premier League. Yeah, yeah. Uh, back to Beaky now. Talking F one. It's got to be much more exciting because nobody enjoys a procession, and that's what it has been over the last few years. Yes, there's the glamour and the gits and the <laughs> glitz, isn't it? Glitz. <laughs> I think it's. <laughs> Although I think uh, Lewis Hamilton may have a slightly different take on yeah, that that's true. after uh, this season. Um, so what's next, Andy? It's oh, rug- it? Yeah, go and go for it. It's rugby news now, and an unfortunate pocket of wind for this newsreader. And just let him relax and, and play. Brian O'Driscoll and Gordon Darcy have been named in Ireland's. Excuse me. Brian O'Driscoll and Gordon Darcy have been named in Ireland's preliminary squad. More T Vicar. No one shouted that, did they? Why not Master? We once heard Brian Moore say, didn't we? In our half time break that didn't go out. Spectacular burp followed by, why not Master? Said Brian. Wish we could find that again. Mm. And finally, sticking with rugby news, Mike Boville now getting quite emotional. I would probably take the pressure of the goal kicking away from him in Dublin if he is in the team. He's under a lot of pressure. Brian, o- Brian O'Driscoll and Gordon Darcy have been named so many trades. What's it to do with Brian O'Driscoll and Gordon Darcy causing people problems? <laughs> there we are. There so there we are. A few clips of the week, Putin from 2005. I hope you found a couple there that you liked as we said a fresh batch on Friday. If you do hear a clip on TalkSport this week you think could make the cut, then um, do get in touch. TalkSport.com forward slash H&J. Text them to 81089. You can tweet them to TSH&J. That's T-S-H-A-N-D-J. All going to need from you is a day or a time when you heard the clip go out and we'll listen back. And if it's played, you will get a credit. And we'll have some more Clips of the Week pewed, hopefully, around the same time next week. It's good. Uh, I've got a good one from the uh, Times Engagements. Oh, good. Um, yeah, yeah. I know. It's great how you, you well, monitor like these, these for us. Yeah, it's yeah. very important. You're quite a romantic soul. I am. Quiet, and, uh, and I've been giving this couple a bit of advice, as you'll hear. Mr. E.H.J. Colthurst yeah. and Miss C.H. Lighton. And I said to him, don't leave the light on. Don't. That's right. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, at this stage, definitely leave the light on. So um, we've been asking you about having to change the uh, um, change your appearance off the back of um, Clay Holmes, who uh, has moved from Pittsburgh Pirates to the New York I Yankees. For bricks. Well, they don't. Well, they don't have beards. They don't really have a beard at, at the Yankees. So he's had to shave the beard off. Mm. Uh, Kieran says at secondary school I tried to copy Gareth Gates' spiky hairstyle and my headmaster told me to change it. Well, fair enough. Know, maybe really. for a Will Young, I don't know. <laughs> uh, and Barry said, I joined the army in 96 and we had a Jamaican guy on the first day who um, re- refused to have his dreads cut off in basic training. His army career lasted one day. Wow. And a very similar story a long time ago. <laughs> a friend of mine was a police officer and this is a long time back, but uh, there was a big recruitment drive on Hmm. And um, somebody went, started to go through uh, their training and then went to uh, one of the officers at the training place and said, I've just been made aware of something that really means I can't continue. And they said, well, what's that? He said, 
I'm not prepared to work nights. <laughs> That's a good story. A good two or three weeks in. Two or three weeks into uh, Hendon or wherever it was, or the equivalent at the, the try. Yeah, would you? Well, you know, yeah. what do you mean? You can't, no, I'm not. I'm not working nights. I'm not that keen on working evenings. Apparently, he said. Imagine that. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. A little bit of breaking news out of Spain. Uh, Samuel and Titi of Barcelona was being linked, of course, Newcastle. Newcastle. And one or, one or two other clubs. Um, they'd shown an interest and Barcelona were willing to do business. He's broken his foot. He's got to have surgery on Tuesday. So that, mm. would, uh, that would look as if he's not going anywhere in this window, you would think. Newcastle don't mind. Okay. <laughs> well, he's not much good one with a broken foot, is he? It's only weeks out he's going to be. Um, anyway, we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on that one for you. So there we were, minding our own business, watching Aston Villa versus Manchester United. What an entertaining mm, game it was too. And they, of course, as they do, they cut to the crowd, they cut around the crowd and we see the, uh, the fans of both teams celebrating or yeah. head in hands. And who should pop up on our screens in glorious... Uh, HD, but Rupert Bell, <laughs> tremendous in the very. It looked like the front row, didn't it? Well, good I think seats. he was with the normal fans. He was. I mean, yeah. He wasn't in the royal box or anything. He wasn't. Uh, Rupert Bell. There were the Villa fans, uh, and he joins us now. Good afternoon, Rupert. Good afternoon, Row Eight, Lower Trinity. That's where I was. Nice. Um, but I think they were probably spotlighting the thugger I had next to me, who happened to be my son. It was standing up and going absolutely <laughs> ballistic in, in, his, in his Coutinho shirt that he'd bought earlier in the week for 47 quid. And he was pacing around the house before we left for the ground, hoping that the, that the shirt was going to be delivered. Uh, so that's what they wanted. So we... there you go. So that, that I, it was my son who I think they were probably spotlighting. And can I just tell you, my reaction wasn't great because every time a goal is scored, I spend 30 to 40 seconds waiting for VAR to tell me oh, I yes, haven't, yeah. we haven't scored. Yeah, I know so what you I mean. don't, uh, and I, I look around and I think, well, that's a goal, yes, but has something happened? And every time now I get a goal that, you know, I want to go um, semi ballistic, not like my lovely son Miles next to me, who, and, uh, who clearly uh, went absolutely, uh, well, it was a special moment. What a. What a game it was! Yeah, what but the VR thing, you know, we do get, we have had goals disallowed, but you just, you always just sort of look over your shoulder and just wonder whether something is going to uh, kibosh that special moment of, of of a goal. And I noticed that when it came to match of the day, they'd yeah. cut you out, and apparently that was a request from Cornelius Lyser. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, me, oh, meow. Uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, well. Who is a race commentator on the other side? Did offer me to see whether he could get me a Tyrone Ming shirt, large or extra large. So uh, I have been copying some flack from friends of mine. But uh, yes, what what insulted me is not that they cut me out of uh, uh, match of the day, but the fact that we were the third match up. Um, Wasn't 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 our match better than the City Chelsea game um, and the Norwich Everton? But maybe they were. It was the title decider, wasn't it? That's why they went with that. Well, not really. <laughs> no, no sorry. But I'm just saying, when it yeah. was when theoretically, it was, theoretically, yeah. it was yeah, uh, they, they could have basically, yeah, somebody's going to have to funny comments on Instagram though about yeah, but, uh, yeah, what about happened on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, they, why they disappeared when we commented? Did you? You must have gone. Your phone must have started going mad, didn't it, Rupert? The minute you well, flashed it, up on screen, the bloke behind you was asleep. Well, one bloke said to me, he well, was. No, he wasn't. I don't. I know he's a good bloke. And I got Kathy just to the other side of my. Of my uh, son, she was. Uh, we were all just that unfortunate moment because we were all we same, just like you at Chelsea and presumably you at uh, Spurs. Same people around us that we've got for the last six or seven years. Yeah. We all have a, a. It's great fun going there, but you know maybe just a camera just got it wrong. But I can assure you, the guy behind us was giving it plenty. We you couldn't be asleep in that game, and certainly. Behind me, they weren't. I like the fact you said your lad had his um, Coutinho shirt on, and he probably wouldn't wear that for uh, the Cheltenham Festival. But your wardrobe doesn't notably change between racing, (laughs) football, or anything else. It's it's the Rupert Bell. It's a very much a look, the Rupert Bell look that you maintain at all sporting events. I've only got one coat. One coat. He's only got one coat. Start singing that to him behind if you, if you go to Villa. And, and it's, uh, yes, I, I, I don't like to uh, vary my wardrobe. You know, some people like to always wear black and that's their thing. But for me, it's the same slightly disheveled 
rather yeah. uh, look. But um, anyway, it was cold on Saturday afternoon, so I, I got plenty of layers on. But that trusted coat was with me, goes through thick and thin. And you will see it at the festival this year, Brilliant. I can assure you, just Marvelous. to make you feel uh, uh, at home with me when you see me in March. Andy said they have a, mm. a, cut, a cutaway posh quota. And as Prince William or George weren't there, they had to cut. You were the third <laughs> poshest Villa fan, so they cut to you, Rupert. Uh, well, I don't think that. I think that they're regretting doing it now. Cause, um, but... Uh, my son, my son is basking in his glow as well. So, because all his work colleagues have been having a go, and where he's been working, so he he's he's enjoying being a Z-lister as well. Yeah, I must say, I mean, you must be delighted in the way Villa are playing under Stephen Gerrard. They've played some lovely football, and uh, they totally deserve they deserve more than a point on Saturday. They gave uh, United two goals, and I think if McGinn had been playing, I think they would have won the game because his replacement did make a mistake for one of the goals. Yeah, but Sanson played all right. Yes, we were all saying it. Uh, while we weren't, my all our friends around us were saying, you know, uh, we're missing McGinn. And he, he does have a, a great impact on the team. But it is exciting when you see uh, Coutinho coming on and just energising the rest of the players. And this kid, um, Ramsey, I mean, oh, yeah. he yeah. is just, uh, he has come on in leaps and bounds. And it's just fantastic to see. He didn't play well in the first half, but none, none of them did. For the first half an hour, they were just all over the place. And I thought we were going to be in for a very long afternoon. I did send out a tweet saying something in half an hour. This is this is dispiriting or something like that anyway. Uh, but it changed. And I must admit, what I will never, as a fan, that, that second half was just, uh, it, it's why you go to football. Because the mm. noise, the passion and the quality of the team. And uh, Gerard is working something there. And I feel for Dean Smith because he left some very good players for Gerard to work with. But Dean, uh, we can't work out how we pronounce his name, but he, he made an, he looked pretty good straight away. Mm. Um, and I have to say it's exciting. But we still are in mid-div. We need to now kick on. And we don't want to be a nearly team, as Steve Gerard says. We want to be a team that actually now starts winning matches. Rupert, well done. We'll catch up with you soon. Thanks very much. No problem. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We will do it all again tomorrow. Myself and Charlie Andy will return on Wednesday. Quite a few games, fingers crossed, uh, to bring you this weekend on uh, yes, TalkSport. to come in on Wednesday when Chelsea have dropped more points. <laughs> we never know. Uh, anyway, um, have a great evening. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.